0: You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Revelation chapter 9, if you'll notice with me, we started last week on the trumpet judgments. We are now at the fifth trumpet judgment. And we saw the seven seal judgments followed now by the seven trumpet judgments. And the first four trumpets were bad. But the Bible says the last three would be worse than the first four. And here we see in this chapter, chapter 9, the fifth trumpet. If you remember, the Bible says a star fell from heaven. We saw last week where uh, that is probably none other than Lucifer. That is Satan. And to Satan, there is given a key. And with that key, Satan is allowed to open the bottomless pit. And out of that bottomless pit comes a demonic army. The Bible describes them like locusts uh, because of the multitude and and how they cover the earth. But then it says their sting is like the sting of a scorpion. The Bible says that this army, this demonic army is unleashed for five months, but not to kill anybody just to inflict pain and suffering upon the world. Now, if that's not something out of a horror movie, I don't know what is, but it gets worse than that because then we see the sixth trumpet. It says in verse number 13, verse number 12, one woe is passed and behold, there come two woes more hereafter, meaning these last three trumpets. In verse 13 says, and the sixth angel sounded. And I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, loose the four angels, which are bound in the great river Euphrates. Now you think, oh, finally, we've got some help coming. There's four angels that are going to be unloosed. Oh, this is great. The problem is these are not good angels. These are Demons, uh, undoubtedly high-ranking demons, that for whatever reason God has had these four, they have been bound. I don't, I'm not trying to be sacrilegious, I'm not trying to be funny, but these four have been in timeout. These four have been restrained by God, but now God allows these four demons, these four angels, to be unloosed. Now you say, I'm scared. I'm nervous. What are we gonna do about the demons being loosed? Well, first of all, this is during the tribulation, and praise God, I'm not planning to be here because I'm saved and I'll be in heaven. But secondly, I got some more news for you, and that is there are demons loose today. Now, not these four, but there are demons, plural. There are demons that are on the attack. The Bible says, as Christians, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Our battle's not against uh, human beings and our, our battles are not against one another. Our battles are against principalities. word principalities literally is where we get the idea or the word for demons and demonic forces. And they are on the loose today. You say, oh, pastor, I came to church to get encouraged. I came to church, need some comfort. And you're telling me there's demons on the loose? Exactly what I'm telling you. You say, well, what's the good news? The good news is they have no ability to do a thing that God does not allow them to do. Aren't you glad for that? Remember when the star fell from heaven, Satan, and he was able to open the bottomless pit? Where did he get the key for that? God gave it to him. These four angels that are loosed in the sixth trumpet, uh, they are given the okay. They are, they're bound, but they're let loose. God's got it all under control. Don't worry about that. Don't stress it. But they're, they're loosed, and I love this. It says, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay the third part of men. Now, that's a, an overwhelming uh, number there to think that a third of the earth's population will be not just tortured, not just tormented, but a third of the earth's population will be killed because of these demons being unloosed. But here's what's amazing. God says it's gonna be for an hour, a day, a month, and a year. God's got it all under control. As a matter of fact, he's got his stopwatch set. He's got his calendar marked. And aren't you glad that God's in control? God doesn't let these demons loose and then say, oh no, what am I gonna do? I can't find them. I can't, I can't get control of them. God has it all under control. Verse 17, and thus, excuse me, verse 16. And the number of the army uh, of the horsemen were two hundred thousand thousand. Now I did not stutter, The word thousand is there twice. So if you have two we're talking about now an army of 200 million. Now, some believe, and some Bible scholars have speculated and said, this must be the army out of China. Uh, China right now has, I think, 1.4 billion people. Uh, They have enlisted a two-million-man army, and they say with uh, able-bodied men, they say they could probably come up with 200 million. I don't believe that this is likely a human army because notice how this army is described. Now, this is all taking place during the tribulation period. This is uh, the judgment of God being unleashed upon a world that has rejected God. But it says the number, 200,000,000, I heard the number of them, verse 17, and thus I saw the horses in the vision and them that sat on them having breastplates of fire and of jacinth, jacinth and brimstone and the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions and out of their mouths issued fire and smoke and brimstone. Some have speculated and said, these must be tanks. These aren't real horses because they're, they're shooting out of their mouths fire and brimstone. These must be tanks. Well, look at what it says in verse number 18. By these three was the third part of men killed by the fire and by the smoke and by the brimstone, which issued out of their mouths. Some have said this is nuclear warfare. But then look at verse 19. I can't explain this other than to say this must be a demonic uh, army with demonic creatures. It says in verse 19, for their power is in their mouth and in their tails. For their tails were like unto serpents and had heads and with them they do hurt. So you've got out of their mouths, their, their faces are like a lion, out of their mouth is coming fire and brimstone and smoke and then their tails are like the heads of serpents that are biting. And hurting people. It says in verse number 20 And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk, neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornication nor of their thefts. Lord, help us these next few moments. Help us not to miss what you have for us. And I pray that we would make application and I pray that we would be helped. May we not just be helped with head knowledge, but may we be helped because the Holy Spirit of God works in our hearts and may our spirits be convicted. May our lives be changed because of the truth of your word. We pray these things in Jesus name. Amen. I want you to see quickly in these few verses we've read about the sixth trumpet I want you to see some applications and I've already read through the verses but I want you to see a few applications very quickly and I don't want you to miss it number 1 I want you to know that Satan and his demons are real Satan and his demons are real they're powerful and they are real right now Amen, you say well I don't I don't believe it because I've never seen one well friend I got news for you during the tribulation these people are going to be believers. You know why? Because they're actually going to see the demons. The Bible says right now and tells us in the book of Daniel, but the Bible tells us that we're in a spiritual warfare. The Bible tells us that there are things that we cannot see, but they are absolutely real. By the way, I'll tell you this, the Holy Spirit of God is real. See, so how do you know that? The Holy Spirit of God lives inside of me. So how do you know that Jesus is real? I know that Jesus is real because I talked to him today. And I've walked with him today, and he's talked to me today. I know he's real. And yet we can only see what is physical. We can't see the spiritual. I love that passage in Daniel where it says that Daniel had been praying and fasting for 21 days. And at the end of those 21 days, his prayer was not answered, and then finally it was. And when his prayer was answered, he got to see that while he was praying, there was a spiritual wrestling match going on. The angel of God had been sent to deliver the answer to his prayer on the first day he started praying, but he was was, uh, restrained, he was held up, he was held back by a demon of Satan. The Bible says the prince of Persia had come to, to, to restrain or to hold back this angel from God. And there was a spiritual battle going on. Can I tell you, that's not just true of Daniel's prayers. That's true of your prayers. That's true of my prayers. That's true of your marriage. Your marriage is under attack. And I'm not talking about just from the world. I'm talking about your marriage is under the attack of Satan. These teens that just walked out of here, can I tell you, every one of their lives have been targeted by Satan. Can I tell you, all those children that are in the master club, Satan would love nothing more than to get a hold of their lives and to, and, and to ruin them and to destroy their lives. We are in a spiritual battle. And what's so crazy is we watch a movie or we watch something on television that's sci-fi and we get all worked up about that. And that's not real. And then we read the Bible and we say, oh, well, and this is real and this is true. And so the powers of Satan and the demons are real. They're powerful. But here's what I love about it. The powers of Satan are controlled and they're held back by the almighty hand of God. Satan doesn't do anything that God has not given him the allowance or given him the permission That ought to encourage you today, even though you may be under satanic attack, although you may be under uh, satanic oppression, even though you may be uh, 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 having the fiery darts of Satan coming your way, I'm glad we got a shield of faith. I'm glad we got the armor of God. I'm glad we have the Bible. I'm glad we have the angel of the Lord that encampeth round about them that fear him. Satan is real. His power is real. His demons are real. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Number one. Number two, I want you to notice in this passage, it makes reference in uh, verse number, uh, where are we at here? Verse 13, it makes reference of the altar again. Now this altar we've already talked about, but this altar is in heaven. But this altar is a replica of the altar that was in the Old Testament tabernacle and the Old Testament temple. It's, a, it's an altar of gold. The Bible says there are four horns on this altar. And it was the altar where the incense was presented. And you know in the Bible that the incense is a picture of the prayers of God's people. Oh, now hang on, hang on just a second. The Bible says here about this altar in uh, verse number uh, 14, excuse me, verse number 13, the sixth angel sounded and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the angel, which had the trumpet, loose the four angels. This voice, this power comes from the altar. Now, here's the second application I want to give you very quickly tonight. And that is that prayer works and prayer is powerful. It is the prayers of the saints. It is the prayers of God's people throughout the ages that have cried out for the judgment of God. It is the prayers of God's people saying, Lord, how long? It is the prayers of God's people that actually send out the power for these Demons to be unloosed for the judgment of God to be revealed upon the world. Now you say, well, Pastor, this is tribulation, and you know, this is a different era we're talking about here. Friend, I want to tell you, prayer is just as powerful right now as it will be in the tribulation. Prayer is just as powerful now as it was in the Old Testament. You see, well, we read about all the great things that God used Elijah in his prayer of 63 words and fire fell from heaven. I wanna tell you, God hasn't changed. God is still all powerful. God still uh, 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 begs us and, oh, I shouldn't use the word beg. God still calls us to come to him in prayer and God wants us to come to him in prayer. God wants us to make our requests known. So prayer hasn't lost its power, but we've stopped praying. We've stopped believing. The average Christian, the prayer is, Lord, give me a good day, amen. And I'm gonna again ask it for you praying, Lord, give you a good day, but if that's the extent of your prayer life, no wonder we're, we're powerless because we are not praying. Number one, we see the truth about Satan and his demons. Number two, about prayer. Number three, God is in control of timing. We saw the verse in verse number 15 that these demons are loosed, Uh, from the Euphrates River, which the Euphrates River is the spot where civilization began. It's a border of Israel. And for whatever reason, that's the place where these uh, demons have been bound. And they're loosed. And God says, you've got one day, you've got one week, one month, one year, and then your time is up. Can I tell you, I'm glad that God didn't just say they had Some time, or they had a little time or they had a lot of time but God is specific in how much time they had God's in control of timing by the way your time and my time is in God's hand we don't know when our time is up we don't know when God's going to call us home but he's the one that's in control God is in control of all of this, this tribulation period. It's going to last seven years. And at the end of those seven years, when Jesus comes back at the Battle of Armageddon, it's over. Jesus Christ rules and reigns for a thousand years. God is in control of timing. Maybe you're battling with some things in your life or your heart or your mind with God's timing. I want to tell you, as for God, his way is perfect. He makes all things beautiful in his time. Just wait on God. Just trust God. Let God take care of it. Let God be God. Uh, As Miss Carol sang the song, no matter what happens, God's still good. Well, you don't understand my situation. Uh, Honestly, I'd love to hear your situation. I'd love to pray with you about it. I'd love to encourage you about it. But your situation and my situation do not change the fact that God is still good and God is still God. God is in control of timing. And I thank God for that. It's precise. Number four, I want you to see quickly that God is a God of mercy. Now, we're talking about the tribulation. We're talking about people being not only tormented, but now people are being killed in the tribulation. Verse 18, it says a third part of men are killed by the fire and the smoke and the brimstone. But then it says this in verse number 20. It says, and the rest of the men which were not killed, so the the two-thirds remaining, It says, yet they repented not of the works of their hands. Now, can you imagine experiencing a demonic army that's loose from the bottomless pit? That that they're actually seeing these creatures. Can you imagine this 200 million uh, person or demon army, whatever it is, is marching and destroying and killing a third of the population and people still will not repent? But I'll tell you, you say, why is God doing this? God's doing this to judge, but God is also still giving time because during the tribulation period, there still will be people that are getting saved. That's why God sends the 144,000 witnesses. What's a witness supposed to do? To share the good news with somebody that needs it. And God is a God of mercy. Even after all of this, God gives people time. repent. Now, I won't get into it tonight. It'll be a different night, but I believe very, uh, very firmly, and I believe the Bible teaches very clearly that a person that rejects Christ before the rapture, I don't believe they're going to have an opportunity to get saved after the rapture. But keep in mind, during the tribulation, there's going to be a lot of people that have never heard. There's going to be people in places like Italy, and there's going to be people in places like China and Russia and places that have never had a gospel witness, and those people will have an opportunity for God's mercy. But then number five, I see this. The Bible makes it very clear that these people that are tormented and these people that are killed, they don't have to be in this situation. By the way, you and I will not be in that situation. If you're here tonight and you've been saved by the grace of God, you will never be in this situation. You will not experience this. And I will not experience this because of the grace of God. But for all of these people that are going through the tribulation period, they don't have to go through it because they could turn to Christ. And that's why we send out missionaries and that's why we knock on doors and that's why we pass tracks and that's why we have a prayer list. and That's why we pray for people to get saved because we don't want people to experience the wrath and judgment of God. We want people to turn to Christ while there's still time. The Bible says in verse number 20, it says that they repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold. You know, Brother and I often I read that passage, and I think, you know, in the United States of America, not, not many people worship idols. But in much of the world, people still do. And you know what these people are going to do during the tribulation? They're still going to be worshiping a dead God. They're still going to be worshiping an idol that was made with hands. The Bible says during the tribulation, the idols of gold and silver and brass and stone of wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. And then verse 21, neither repented they of their murders. They're not going to stop murdering. They're not going to stop their sorcery. You say, what's that all about? Is that talking about uh, Harry Potter and all that stuff? Well, maybe some of that. But you know that word sorcery in the Bible is where we get the word that we use today, the word drugs. Can I tell you, I cannot believe how many people are getting messed up and mixed up with drugs, drugs that destroy them and destroy their homes, destroy their minds, destroy their family and destroy their lives. And yet, even during the tribulation, people will be involved in that. It says they will not repent of their fornication. Isn't that amazing? Even during the tribulation period, under the judgment of God, people will still be living in fornication and immorality and sin, nor of their thefts. The Bible tells us that God is judging and God is pouring out His wrath upon a world that has rejected Him. But even still, during all of that, there is still opportunity for people to repent. What an amazing God. What a, what a merciful God. It's a good thing that you're not God. That would have been a great time to say amen. Because I know you're going to say amen on the next one. It's a good thing I'm not God. Yeah, see, you were louder on that one. Because for us, our mercy would have run out a long time ago. But aren't you glad that God is merciful? You say, well, I don't think God ought to show mercy on all those wicked people. Well, when you get home tonight and you look in the mirror, You'd be thankful that God showed mercy to you. And I'll be thankful that God showed mercy to me. What these people are experiencing during the tribulation is the judgment and wrath of God that every one of us deserve. And had it not been for the blood of Jesus Christ on Calvary, this would be the fate of every one of us here. But I'm so glad that we're not going to experience this because God saved us and delivered us from the wrath to come. What an amazing God. What a merciful God. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernak. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.